Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, I'm Promise, and you're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the word, let's pray. Lord, just thank you for today. Just accept you into our midst and just making we're able to flow. Even just making we're able to flow. And Lord, I also just thank you for giving us the ability to be inside of your presence and making it where we don't have to talk to you across long distances and that you're inside of us. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We are officially beginning Romans chapter 9. Yay! <laughs> amen. So, can I get a volunteer to read the first five verses, please? I will. All right, honey. I tell the truth in Christ... I am not lying, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit, that I have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed from Christ for my brethren, my countrymen according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertain the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of God, and the promises of whom are the fathers and from whom, according to the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, the eternally blessed God. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So as is our custom, the floor is open for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit speaking, ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you have. All right. So who would like to begin? She's my dad. Can you explain verse three and sorry? Well, yes, three and four. Good eye. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you guys caught that. You have puzzling looks on your face, like what? What's happening here? There's something that sounds. What? Mommy, I remember <laughs> when you and Dad were talking about this and how Dad was saying that Paul, he has a good heart in this section where he's saying that he wishes he was a curse. He's not saying he what he's writing here, you can get out of it. He's saying that I wish I was a savior and I'd die for other people to be saved. But how that's not what happens in life. We can't die to save other people. What you have is your own faith. Like Mommy said, I'm not going to be able to hang on her coattails into heaven. Oh, Lord, my mother was faithful. I should get in there. No, he's everybody's actions. You're going to be counted for, for your own actions. I don't mm-hmm. remember where in Ezekiel. I know it was in like 38 or 42 where he's talking about how there was no longer the children are going to be held accountable for the father's sin and the father's not going to be held accountable for the children's sin. Same is true here. While Paul is 
he made a mistake, I'd say, but he didn't do it out of a malicious way. Oh, man, I'm a savior. He's saying that he would prefer if he would have been able to do that and how the Lord still had to sort him out because that's untrue. He's unable to do that. There's only one Messiah, and I know it's not myself or it's Paul, but it's Jesus Christ, and that's what is wrong in this section that makes people puzzled is because we all think of Paul, he did everything perfectly, but there's still mistakes that he made, like I've making my own life. We have to always be willing to identify it, not just pointing it out on others, but also seeing how we fall short in our own lives as well. Okay, so what what's happening here is he's changing gears a little bit, and he's expressing his feelings in a particular way. So he's not saying... I'm going to get up there and down the cross for them too. He's not, so he's not making a mistake. He's just talking about how deeply he feels in his heart concern for the salvation of his kinsmen. Because remember, he's coming out of a place that he thought, if you follow this, if you're pious, if you're in the right sect, you're a Jew, the Jews, and from the right tribe, that, that's what gets you in. But now his eyes have been opened. God has exposed to him, there's none righteous. If you don't come through the blood of Jesus Christ, you don't have a chance. There's no hope for you to, to see God, right? So he's burning in his heart with this mystery that God is revealing to him and sharing with him about what salvation means and where it actually comes from versus what most of them think. Now, they've been brought up and taught to be a certain way, and I'll say in their fleshly perspective of what the word of God meant, this is how they took it. And he knew how many people believe this way versus believing in the true and living God and understanding from their heart what the word of God means. And then also receiving Jesus as their Lord and savior. So he's saying it's this serious to me that if this was possible, I would do it to help them. But we know clearly from all that we've already read just in Romans alone, that he knows salvation doesn't come any other way than through Jesus Christ. So yes. he's not saying, put me on the cross so I'll die too, Lord. No. But there is an element that he's saying, I'm willing to suffer so that I can preach the gospel and the fullness of what you said. And Lord, please bring my kinsmen in as well. He talks about his physical sufferings a lot. And it's, it's not easy to pay this, um, to take this walk with the Lord that you're getting beaten and shipwrecked and all those kind of things to preach the gospel. Dean, do you have something there? Yeah, I think this might help. So um, if we look back to the original text, to the interlinear, mm -hmm. a, a more acceptable, a more suitable word uh, here might be excommunicated. And okay. what he's saying is, I would be willing to be, to take a curse, to be cast out from the family, mm -hmm. to be cast out from Christ's fellowship, mm -hmm. if it would mean that you were able to come into it. If you could get your thinking right, because mm -hmm. I know what it's like to be in that thinking. And although I would never want to give that up, if I could give it up and be separated from Christ, I would. He's not saying offered up. Okay. He's saying I would have myself removed from the family. And that's what I said. I think excommunicated, mm -hmm. which is one of the ways to, defi to define this word, mm -hmm. is, is a better application here. At least I, that's, it makes more sense to me in context of everything else. Because I, I, I don't think Paul is inappropriately remorseful for his past life. In fact, he understands the fullness of that. And mm -hmm. we've, as we talked in several podcasts about predestination, all mm -hmm. God was ready to use all that because he was a Pharisee of all Pharisees. He mm -hmm. really did understand the fullness of scripture. And then 
being called away, as uh, John has reminded me so many times, for 17 years to go deep into the Word and now complete the fullness of it, mm-hmm. of how all that he learned is expressed in Christ. Mm-hmm. And he wants them to be able to experience that same fullness. Mm-hmm. And he, right said, he said, I would give up my place in the family right. of God if you, could, if you could be joined in. Right. And so N- like, not yes. crucified right. on well, your behalf. And in the context of that, the crucifixion of Jesus <clears throat> meant going to hell. Right. And paying for our sins. So even what you're saying, being separated or excommunicated, if we're outside of Christ, then our alternative is to be separated eternally, which is eternal death and going and, to and hell. And he was saying eternal. Yes. He, he said, yeah, definitely was right. eternal separation so, from God, but yeah. not being offered as a sacrifice on right. behalf of anyone. Well, when you look at what that implies, if, you, if Paul is saying, and that's what he's saying, I wish that I could or would be accursed, eternally separated from the family, from the kingdom of God, for your behalf, there is no other way to imply that except or to understand that, interpret that, than to say he is saying that he wishes he could be the Messiah for them so that they could enter in, which, right, that, that is his wish. I would do this if I could, essentially is what he's saying. But it is an impossibility because Christ, is, as LeCharles brought up, is the only one that could do that, and it was already done. Right? His, his heart is for the people. Right, same as the Lord's is for the people. He wills that none should perish, but all should come to reconciliation, forgiveness, mm-hmm. right, in him. So, yeah, like what do but you, people have to choose that, exactly. Right, so I would be separated from God and Jesus Christ and pay that penalty, you know, that take that hit, rather. If it was to help, I would be separated from God for you. Exactly. Right, that's excommunicated. But it cannot help because... As as Charles was also brought up earlier, right? It, I can do nothing in and of myself. So even if I did that, if I chose that willingly, it would amount to no good for you, because that penalty was already paid. And I believe the message Paul was trying for us to receive here was how deeply he cared about yes. the Jewish believers. Not that he was even making, that he had no. any conceptual idea that he could or would do that. Exactly. He was trying to express how deeply he wanted them to change their thinking. How, yes. yes. Right. How Absolutely. Yes. Yes. You just don't understand. Yes. Right. Not, yes. It wasn't a legitimate offer. No. And, and when I said not that's, what, that's right. what I mentioned. And we, it we wasn't, can, like I said, because he was remorseful or thought he did something wrong. No, no, no. That's, right, and that's, that's why we mentioned we know that he doesn't feel that way truly because right. he's the one, he spent great effort going, Jesus is the only way. And pointing everyone to Jesus Christ. Jesus and Paul. Right. He wasn't referencing that. He was saying Jesus is the only way, but this is how deep this is to me because I know the trap. I know the loss. I know the confusion that is in this thinking that they're getting righteousness any other way other than through Jesus, believing on Jesus. So, yes, he's just telling us his heart. Um, and that's, that's what I was referencing. He's telling us his heart about this, not that he thinks that's legit because it's inconsistent with the rest of what God has ministered through him. And God wouldn't go, oh, okay, yeah, that if he says that he's going to replace me, it's okay. But none of you can. So that, that's inconsistent with the Holy Spirit, the word of God, and also who Paul is as a minister of the gospel. That would be inconsistent to arrive at that conclusion. He's just sharing he's giving us an introduction to what he's about to talk to talk about now as well as telling us how sincere this is to him how 
how deep this is. You know, as a, as a mother, I can look at my children and go, man, I want you to go to heaven so badly. Now I know better. <laughs> so, I want you just to be safe so much that I'm willing to give up sleep. I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to do that, et cetera, et cetera. And he's speaking as a dear brother, talking about how important salvation of his kinsmen is because he has been sent to the Gentiles and he recognizes that as we we've seen through his other writings, he, he understands that and he wants his, his kinsmen, his natural kinsmen to come into because that only makes sense. I would I want my family to be saved. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think everyone does. And then let's also look at what, cause that's verse three, right? Where Paul is talking about those things. And then he makes this, very specific point my countrymen according to the flesh who are israelites and then he continues right but even the israelites what did their god's chosen people because why because of abraham because of abraham because god chose them he adopted them just like anybody else right and paul we've gone over that in other parts of Romans, it doesn't matter if it's Jew or Greek or Jew or Gentile. Yes? Yes. Okay. Uh, but even let's go back, right? Exodus 4, 22 and 23. This is, of course, Moses confronting Pharaoh. He says, Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. And then in verse 23, so I say to you, let my son go, here's the key point, that he may serve me. But if you refuse to let him go, indeed, I will kill your son, your firstborn. And, and just as we were reading this, uh, I was, you know, uh, reminded of this by the Holy Spirit. But then also, when we look at what is said here, who is Christ? Is he not Israel? Is he not the firstborn of many brethren who was sacrificed and paid the ultimate uh, or his redemptive work on the cross to pay the atonement, be the propitiation, the covering for our sin? Yes, of course he was. And the why, as we just pointed out, is so that we, Israel, could serve him. That is whether you're Jew or Greek or Jew or Gentile, right? Yes. It's to serve the God. That we would be his people. And he is our God. Yes? Yes. And that is what Paul is getting at. Right? We have, he says, the Israelites whom to whom pertain the adoption and not just the adoption as sons and daughters of the most high, as we've pointed out, but the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of God and the promises. Was Christ not given all things? Do we not have all things? Have we not been given all things through Christ? Yes. Okay. Yes, we have. 
we have to choose to walk in it. To access the Father through Christ. Yes? Yes. So we're, we're back, if you will, to some of the points brought up in chapter 6. The identifying with Christ chapter. Right? Yes. So, yeah. Good points brought out. Does anybody have anything else they want to share? No. Layla, did you have a question? Was your question answered? or My question was answered. I just wondered why Paul said he'd rather be a curse from Christ. Yeah. Again, it's, it's about the heart, right? Ultimately, what does the... What Christ had stated were the two greatest commandments. What do they, if we were to simplify them, how would you explain it? Um. The first is love God. Second. Love your neighbor as yourself. Which is what? Love his people. Okay, but ultimately... You can look at it a number of different ways. It's all his creation. And our neighbor doesn't just mean God's people. It means the people he created, who he placed in our path. Right? Yes. yes. Treat everyone equally, he says. Yeah? Yes. Okay. So whether someone chooses to believe in Christ or not, it is, as we were pointing out in relationships, I still have to give 100% because I'm giving it to God first. Yeah? Yes. And just because they choose to not enter into something, do not, and by that I mean to believe on the Lord, my, it doesn't diminish my responsibility, which is to show them the love of God in their lives, right? Yes. Okay. Now, and those that are not not yet believers. The whole point and purpose of that is so that by seeing our faith and our love, which is well, being reciprocated to the Lord and to our neighbor, right? Yes. It's yes. so that they may enter into salvation and the fullness of the Lord for themselves. Yeah? Yes. Okay, so it matters. And this is, so for all of us, for believers, we should be saddened. Right? That's what Paul is saying, right? Like, he has great sorrow and continual grief. Why? Because that are, there are those, whether it's willingly, wittingly, or unwittingly, that are choosing eternal separation from Christ. The Lord himself is, is grieved, right? And the Holy Spirit can be grieved, right? Yes. The Lord wills that none should perish. We just brought that up. It's a little bit ago, yes? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a saddening and sorrowful thing. When someone chooses to be in opposition to you, chooses to be an enemy, when all you've done is extend kindness and grace and mercy and love, yes? Yes. So, yeah, our heart should go towards these people. And at the same time, 
Love isn't just niceties. I have to acknowledge this is your choice. The Lord does the same thing. You chose this instead. You could have had this, but you chose this. Something great, grand. You, you could have had something great, grand, and wonderful that is in the Lord. But instead, you chose this other path. And this is the result of that. So, John, could I get, get you to give me some clarity there? Yes, brother. Uh, I see it um, just a little nuance different. Okay. So, I don't think that most people outside of Christ understand that they make a choice against Christ. Hmm. The reality is if you don't make a choice for Christ or for God, back to Romans one twenty, because hmm. you don't have an excuse. So if you did not make that choice for him by default, you have made a choice to be against him. There is, there is no neutral ground. Mm-hmm. So, People may say, well, I didn't make that choice. I've never decided to be against God. I'm not his enemy. I mean, I'm just, I mean, if God wants to be God, if you want to be a Christian, that's okay. You know, don't hurt me. I won't hurt you. You know, mm-hmm. come see, come saw, you know, say la vie, mm-hmm. you know, kumbaya, you know, coexist, mm-hmm. all this other. No, mm-hmm. there, 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 is a, there is a war going on. It is a battle. And it's those that love God and have committed themselves to God and those that haven't. And there is a there is a war going on, and because we may not see it in the physical realm, mm-hmm. it is still being manifested in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, I may not have anger or hatred for a non-believer, right? I may not be physically fighting them, but in the spiritual realm, there is a war going on, and we're on opposite sides. Mm. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> let me try to explain it in this way. All right. So. I'll try to explain in a natural means, right? We are citizens of a nation, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much everybody that exists on the earth is a, a citizen of a nation, a nation state. Each nation state has a ruler. Yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Whether, whatever it is, president, prime minister, um, you know, the monarchy, a king, queen, whatever it is. Right? There is somebody appointed over that nation or that nation state. Mm-hmm. If a citizen is against them or chooses not to acknowledge who that ruler, leader, world leader is, right? There are consequences, essentially. Right? And, and yes, you still keep your, your quote unquote citizenship. In, in that in the natural right however again there are still consequences as it pertains to us Christ is saying this is who I am and not just Christ but the father is saying it, and the son is saying it they are the Godhead this is who oversees the kingdom of heaven all rule power authority not just in in heaven but in all the earth and everything comes from them the godhead so we can actively become citizens which means we put them in their place their rightful place as lord and savior god of all creation and in so and we serve and honor them we revere them right for who they are and the authority and the power and all those things given to them absolutely just like any 
world leader, right? More so because they're God and nothing would exist outside of them. Or we could choose to be in opposition, to not acknowledge them. One puts you in opposition and doesn't, it goes to relationship, right? Unlike, I'll say, whatever leader for whatever country it is that you're living and residing in, you, it's very rare that anyone can just walk up to them and have a conversation, have a relationship with them, right? For obvious reasons. They're protected. There's, there's a ton of security to protect them and their place and their position. The Lord has those things. And unlike natural leaders, he chooses to have a personal relationship with each and every citizen of his kingdom. He desires to have a relationship with everyone. And anyone can call on him. However, we have to believe that he is who he says he is. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Okay, so that, that's one. And through faith we access his grace because we have to acknowledge our place. And my place is, I'm not the leader. I am a citizen. Right? And if I yes. don't acknowledge that, then there are consequences. Whether that is both in the natural Right, you can be thrown in prison, a number of different things, because it's only a matter of time before you go, oh, well, this is a nice person. I kind of like their ideas. Or you don't, because all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, something directly impacts you and your perspective or your viewpoint or whatever that is, stirs up emotions and then prompts an action, a response. That's in the natural. But the same thing happens in the spiritual, does it not? You don't yes. believe on it. People don't want to acknowledge the Lord, the Godhead is who they say they are, right? And serve them fully, which then puts them in opposition. Because then you're trying to insert yourself in that place. I'll agree with you when, when you do what I want and what I think. And Well, no, there's only one, one to rule the kingdom of heaven. Yes, there are three. The three are one. Yes. Yes. Okay. So there's one ruler. There's one king over the kingdom of heaven. We cannot be in opposition to him. Well, I mean, you can, but it's not going to work out very well for your citizenship. He dictates the laws and commandments and all those things. Our role then as citizens is to come into alignment with him and his plan and not suffer the consequences of being in opposition. Does that make sense to help clarify some things? No, I wasn't. I wasn't confused about what you were saying. Uh, I mean, for I the was, listeners. Oh, I, I, I think it does. I just like I was just adding another component that some people just don't consider that, that they would say I didn't make a choice. Mm-hmm. Right, but you did. But you I, did to choose. take your analogy. I would say it um, as as a citizen of a country. Mm-hmm. If my country goes to war against another country, I'm at war. I am at war against another country. I may not ever see the battlefield. I may never pick up a weapon, but I am at war with them. Mm-hmm. By default, I am. And so, if you haven't made a decision to be in God's family, by default, you are outside of His family. Mm-hmm. Ergo, That's you it. are at war with Him because there is a war going on between the rulers. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. And not being quote unquote at war with the other nation is at war internally 
And have we not seen and experienced that within our own natural nations and kingdoms? Where then there are people protesting against the war. No, the, the people, the leaders made the decision and declaration and sent troops for war, right? To use a, the current example. So then we should all be on the same page. Like this needs to happen. It's been determined that positions and pay grades much higher than ours. This is what needs to happen. And whether they explain the why or not, and they should in this nation, right? They, that kind of needs to happen, right? Um, Cause it's a government by the people for the people. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. This country. Mm-hmm. In this in this nation, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's not the same for every nation that's listening. I understand mm-hmm. that, right? But the laws of your na- people, the rulers, the leaders of your nation, made a decision as a citizen of that nation, right? Okay, we should be at war with who they say we're at war with, and at peace with those who we should be at peace with. Yes. 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 Okay. Same, similar principle applies spiritually with the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Only the consequences are uh, eternally more so. Mm-hmm. And the, the difference is in a natural world, you may have an option or a, a right, if you will, to dissent. In the kingdom of God, <laughs> you exercising your right to dissent means, therefore, you're not a part, <laughs> like you were saying, Dean. If you choose that you don't agree, then... You therefore choose to be outside of the kingdom of God. So, until you repent and come back into alignment. And if you have a question of whether or not I don't think I'm making that decision, ask the Lord. Am I am I deciding against you? I've I've found myself telling God no, and I didn't realize I was saying it. Huh. I, literally, I'd be shaking my head and backing up almost, and had no conscious understanding that I was telling God no until the Lord said, you're telling me no. And I said, nuh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just to emphasize the point. <laughs> God, you're right. And clearly I'm wrong. And when we, when I approached him from the perspective of Lord, okay, if you're saying something to me, then clearly you know the truth. So let me, let me come back. And, and Paul said, I tell you the truth in Christ. Okay, Jesus. Okay. You only speak the truth. So let me humble myself. You're right, God. Mm-hmm. Show me where I'm missing it. And got that cleared up, and now we can... I'm now more aware that I was telling God no. And I can catch myself. I can judge myself. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't have to come and do it. Exactly. We just have to come in alignment with his plan. Because mm-hmm. as it says in well, the scripture we were just reading, right? Romans 9, verse 5. Christ came, who is over all. He is the eternally blessed God. Yes, he is. Amen. Amen, amen. 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 All right, well, let's pause there for today. Mm-hmm. So can I get someone to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for your blessings, Lord, and for the redemptive work of your Son on the cross yes, for us, Lord, the salvation that you give us, Lord, that we can be welcomed in as sons and daughters into your kingdom, Lord, that we can stand beside Jesus Christ, Lord, as joint heirs with him, God, and I thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord, and the blessings that you're pouring out on them, Lord, the strength that you're giving them to carry out whatever mission or assignment it is that you have sent them to do, Lord. And I thank you for their cars, Lord, that they are 
functioning properly, Lord. They have houses, God, their their food, the clothing, Lord, that you care for them and you look after them, Lord, and that you understand them, God, and you lead them and guide them, Lord. So we just thank you for your grace, Lord, today. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.